It's Legendary Sip Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got... John. On my left. Jesse. And Orlando. Good morning, everyone. And my name is Albert. Thanks for joining us. And we're going to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. So bear with us. We do have a special guest today. And only three mics. And only three mics. So (laughs) um, we're going to do our best to make sure everyone can be heard and, and get a chance to talk. But just raise your hand when you want to talk, and then <laughs> it'd be easier that way. <laughs> I'll have a fourth mic, I think, by next week. So, by order it. next episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this movie, Far From Home, Spider-Man: Far From Home, directed by John Watts. Um, didn't really have any taglines. So I had to make some up. Uh, so, "Fly with us" <laughs> is on the poster, uh, with Spider-Man's head and all the stickers. There's a Chinese poster that I translated, and this is what I got from it. Uh, the story of Avengers 4, the final battle continues. So that sounds really cool. Very specific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Budget of $160 million, so not a lot of money, but it seemed like they used it pretty well. Released July 2nd. Runtime is 129 minutes. Rated PG-13. Box office as of July uh, 2nd is basically $40 million. Um, and then we're going to just sell that sip unless you guys have more stuff to add. No, I was, I was going to say I liked the way they used their money. They had a lot of nice settings. Yeah, they did. They filmed in a lot of places. Yeah. Really, they would travel to a bunch of places and... Um, yeah, it didn't seem like a lot of bad or a lot of green screen. Yeah. Well, there was. I've seen uh, some. Yeah, I mean, but to replace it. There was like, some that was really noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any uh, comments you have for us? No, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, let's get into sell that sip. I don't know if everyone has one, but is Spider-Man one or two words? We're, I'm counting it as one. One word. Oh well, I have five because words. It's hyphenated, yeah. Okay. Well, you can count it as two. Whenever, whatever you need it. He'll we'll be the Spider-Man. All right. Instead of Spider-Man. Man Spider. <laughs> Night Monkey. Night, Night Monkey. monkey. <laughs> Go first, Albert. All right. Maturing Spider-Man solves a mystery. Nice. All right. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. You, you forgot to explain what Sell That Sip is. Oh, I forgot to explain Sell That Sip. Sell That Sip <laughs> is a six-word summary of the movie. Not trying to give too much away, but trying to give someone an idea of why... What we thought about it and why we liked it or disliked it. There you go. There Yay! we go. I got five words. Go ahead, John. <laughs> I like how you said you're going to try to remember to do this every episode. I forgot. And you forgot the first time. <laughs> That's okay. Next um, time. Mine is Far From Home, Close to Heart. Oh. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> <laughs> All secrets out. Spider-Man's best film. All right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because if you guys didn't, well, you probably get, did notice, but like every character in this movie had some type of secret to give up. Yeah. So it was just interesting to think about. A lot like, of secrets yep. in the vault. A lot so. of secrets. Yeah. Yep. Without giving too much. Yeah. yeah. Jink. No. <laughs> Who are you jinxing? <laughs> no one. We're not doing that All anymore. All right. So let's rate. Let's rate this movie. So how legendary is this sip? What, don't you have a legendary? Did you have a sell that sip or no? No, I don't have oh, a sell okay. that sip. Okay. I, I was thinking about it, but... All right. Do you have any, like, 
fragment of a Sith that you were thinking? Uh, something to do with illusions, but then I can I like figure it. it out. Um, four out of five for me. Four out of five? We're doing it at ten. So, so okay, it would be so it would be eight out of eight, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I I'm rating f- Homecoming better than this one. Get out of here. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but for reals, I was thinking about eight and a half out of ten for Far From No for Homecoming. So maybe okay. eight or seven and a half for trying to remember for this one. I'm trying to remember what I said for Homecoming. We can look it up later, but. I think yours was in the eight range, seven range. Maybe seven. I, I think, think it was seven. seven. Uh, for me, I give it a nine out of ten. Nine yeah. out of ten. Yeah, I like this one better than Homecoming. Mm-hmm. I did like this one better than Homecoming. I'm kind of settling on eight point five, or maybe a nine, but probably like towards an eight point five for me. So it was, it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't think it was that when coming to this movie, I didn't. Wasn't super super excited. How come? Um, the trailers didn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah, the trailers didn't do it for me. See, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think I think they wanted to because it was part of a mystery. They didn't want to reveal that much. Well, like, they, they compared did, to Hobbs and Shaw, well, you know the movie now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. But they they did give away some like pivotal parts of the movie in the trailer with MJ and and Peter's meeting and stuff like that. Like why yeah. would they do that? They should have just yeah. left. Yeah. I mean, but you don't know why they're meeting for sure, but Yeah, yeah. but still like I was like I didn't want I didn't want to see that one in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, come on. Man. I mean, for for me, the trailers gave away like okay, Mysterio's the bad guy. The trailer yeah. gave that away? For me, yeah. I didn't think the trailer gave that away. I just knew it because yeah. He's always been a bad Stereo. guy. Yeah. And you're just putting him in a category. Me? Yeah. Him. Oh, him. Jesse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he right. said, oh, Mysterio, bad guy. Must be bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to get into spoilers. So no use crying over spoiled milk. Let's uh, get into some trivia. So Jake Gyllenhaal was almost replaced, or almost replaced Tobey Maguire in the second Spider-Man movie. Because McGuire suffered a lower back injury, so this is almost uh, his second. And wasn't it because like because of the back injury that Tobey Maguire wanted more, more money? Or something? Yeah, he wanted more money, so there was also that, and then they were. It was just a big mess. Contract negotiations. Yeah, uh, Matt Damon reportedly turned down the villain role. Oh. So that's interesting. I don't know who would have liked better. Oh, I'm glad he did. I I think I would have preferred Jake. Was was he already Thor in in Ragnarok? Uh, he was Loki. Or was he Loki? He was Loki. Is Loki? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, shortly after the release of Civil War, uh, there was a fan theory that Barf technology was going to be created by Quentin Beck, and it started speculating that he was going to be the villain for Homecoming. So it's interesting that someone kind of already thought about what was going to happen in this movie. Uh, before huh. I mean, so how would that integrate into Homecoming? Uh, he would have been the... Someone thought he was going to be the villain for The first Homecoming. villain? Yeah. Oh, okay. People thought he was going to be the first villain. Okay. And then I'm guessing Barf is a thing in the comics already. A, or some kind of technology. I don't know. I don't I, really it was know. in Civil War. Remember when T- Tony Stark is like younger, de-aged, and yeah. it's the... And then barely yeah. augmented reality something. Oh, okay. So it's just so some kind of form of barf, but not specifically that. It, it was you've seen it in the movie. Where I mean, what was, was it the, called? 
It was, was called it called Barf. That? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, it was called Barf. Oh, okay. he, goes, he, he you hear him too, and he's like, he named my life's work Barf. Like, well, I know, I remember super... that, but I just don't remember <laughs> that that part. Yeah, it was in Civil War. It was okay. in Civil War. It was like, I think it was the beginning, right? The very, the very beginning. beginning. Yeah, it was. Because that's that's what starts off the whole movie. Because after after he talks about the technology, he talks to the lady. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah, it's right. been yeah. Civil yeah, War's yeah. been a while. I've only seen it like twice ever. So. Before the credits roll, uh, Peter swings by the old Avengers Tower, which is being bought in Homecoming, or I guess was bought in Homecoming, and there is an advertisement on the building that says, "We can't wait to see, we can't wait for you to see what comes next." And there's a graphic following it, one, two, three, four, with three dots. So I don't know, Fantastic Four coming next. Oh, that's what you're saying. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Fantastic Four. That's what I'm thinking. Well, no, so who, like Dr. Reed, Richard, R- Richard Reeds is buying the tower or something? Yeah, it's or? the Baxter building. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Um, in the 19th century, as a uh, fabric diet was derived from, I think it's arsenic. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess uh, it was, it's poisonous to the body, right? Arsenic, yeah. Yeah, so it's poisonous to the body. Uh, so it was commonly associated with corrupting and... So that's why we get a lot of green villains. So you got the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. And um, what is it? Green Goblin. <laughs> green Goblin. You got um, the Vulture. You got Mysterio. Like a bunch of villains have yeah. a lot of green hints. and, and Yeah. So it's uh, interesting that it's just a, a, like foreshadowing that he is going to become – or that he is bad. I mean, it contrasts with like Green Lantern – He's yeah, a there's, good guy. There's, there's... Yeah. Oh yeah, it's DC. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Well, Wicked Witch of the West is not in anything. So just in. in... She's gonna be in the next MCU movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> all right, in fictional Crossover. stories. <laughs> she was. She's she's the yeah. witches in the background doing all the evil. What? Yeah, didn't you hear? Uh... uh, yeah, I forgot the other teacher. Witches. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awkward exchange. You just gotta, you just gotta raise your hand and then we'll. Or we can just be right here, right next to each other. <laughs> Looking at each other's eyes. So, let's go to characters. We have Peter Parker, uh, MJ, Mysterio, Nick Fury, Ned Leeds, Aunt May, Happy Hogan, Flash Thompson. What's Brad's last name? I didn't write it down. Brad something Asian. Brad, Brad something Davis. Asian. Brad Davis. Brad Davis. <laughs> Not Asian. Uh, Not Asian at all. And then you have the two teachers, and then that's... Mr. Harrington and Mr. Dill. Which... Who do you like out of those two teachers? Mr. Harrington. Del. Like Mr. Harrington more? Mr. Dell was pointless. Wait, Mr. Dell is African American gentleman? Yes. Okay. I I thought he was kind of funny sometimes. No, I mean he wasn't. <laughs> it made more sense to have two teachers on a trip though. It does make more sense to have two teachers on a trip, but when he's the comic relief and his funniest joke is supposed to be They're witches. <laughs> they're witches or let, when, let me let me have a talk with you, Brad. Uh when in, when you in gotta stop doing that. Uh, <laughs> Don't don't take pictures in the urinal or stalls. <laughs> like yeah, he's actually he's kind of pointless. It's just yeah. Just I, don't know. I don't know. He wasn't funny. I prefer Mr. Harrington because <laughs> he's so weird. And he's awkward. so weird and awkward, and he's trying to. He doesn't want to lose another kid. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he's like he doesn't want to lose another kid, but he's. Do you, do you need to talk? I'm not qualified to do this. Yeah. And he's just trying to, and then during the trip, he's trying to be. 
like young and hip and stuff but he's just so he's aw- always like that though he's so awkward and i <laughs> i love that like he fits with the rest of the cast yeah. all right let's go to the plot really quick um so you have spider-man going on a trip uh there he gets glasses edith is that are those the glasses that's what she's yeah, called okay, edith. edith um even, so he has huh? even dead i'm the hero yep yeah uh, so Tony Stark gives him some glasses. He has access to a bunch of technologies, drones, basically all defense networks, AI. everything, every everything. He's basically God on this planet now. So, uh, <laughs> well, he he he's basically Tony Stark on the planet at the moment. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, where was I going? I always get lost in my thought. Uh, anyways, uh, some new hero comes into the picture. Uh, Mysterio comes to the picture. Uh, he's Peter's basically mentor. They have to fight off the elementals. Men- mentals? Elementals? Yep. Yep, there you go. Um, and Nick Fury's just kind of long for the ride, trying to steer Spider-Man to be good and, and whatnot. And MJ finds out Spider-Man is Peter Parker, or Peter Parker is Spider-Man. They find out Mysterio's the bad guy. And when did you guys realize that he was the bad guy? Or, uh, so you knew he was, well, maybe you didn't, but when did you guys decide from movie evidence that he was the bad guy? Honestly, it was kind of hard for me. I, I didn't really realize it until Peter was going to give him the glasses. Because when when someone has something so powerful like Edith, and then... They have that little dialogue where it's like, no, you take the glasses, and then he like resists the first time. Yeah. If you're really a good guy, you would continue to resist. But then after the second time, he's like, oh, you know, I'll just take the glasses, and how do I look, you know? And that that's kind of when you got kind of fishy. And then then they do the reveal where the whole bar disappears and only his crew is is left, and that's kind of when I realized it. But up until then, he did a really good job of playing. A, a role model good guy type of person so <clears throat> no I, this he did a really good job in enacting this because even when the bar was being transformed i i was literally out loud going wait what's going on <laughs> i was like i was like really like confused i was like wait wait what's going on what why is why is everything changing and i was so stuck on mysterio being a good guy yeah like even after like at that point you should realize he's the bad guy <laughs> when like stuff starts transforming even when that was happening i still thought like wait there's something wrong here maybe maybe the i don't know mysterio's in another something i don't know and i was like so in denial even at that point but yeah basically that up until then i i didn't know he was a bad guy so Good yeah. job on acting that. <laughs> he he did a good job of acting an actor. So, <laughs> but I had a feeling when on the rooftop, where they're getting ready to fight the fire elemental, um, he's pushing way too hard for Peter to be like, oh, be a kid, you don't need to fight, because I like I, I think a real superhero would push him to say, we gotta fight this. Who he did, and right after that he goes. But I I need you right now or something like that. Like we need to face this together. We need to prepare for this. So he tells them there's a, there's a part of me that wants you to kind of live your life as a kid. Yeah. And but I need you right now. Well, I mean, like yeah, during that whole like conversation, I felt like he was mm-hmm. way too nice to Peter for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it made me. It gave me that feeling that this is yeah. 
you but, know, you, you're right because even Tony Stark was not that like Tony Stark wanted to Peter to learn and grow into the superhero role. Yep. And whereas Mysterio or Quentin Beck is like, no, nah, just be be a kid, you know. Yeah. So I I I can see that, yeah. But, I sorry. No, sorry. But being me is just like it, it kind of speaks to you because you you do want to be oh yeah of course yeah we, we yeah we want to have Peter be a kid so yeah that's why it felt so convincing until the class is handing over so that was I like yeah I was like what's happening here <laughs> that that scene that scene did flip me out because yeah. like the whole room's disappearing and people we thought were real are. Are kind of yeah. are going away, and I was like, "Wait, what's what's going on?" And mm-hmm. man, so I realized that after Albert, but before John and and uh, Orlando. So I realized it when they were at the Ferris wheel scene. Yeah, <laughs> and he, Spider-Man webs something oh, yeah. invisible. It goes through. And he's like, "What the heck? Like, yeah. what's that?" I was like, "Projection technology, right there." So I was like, as soon as the bar scene came on, I was like, "I knew it!" Like. It's I not knew there. I wasn't confused. I knew right there that it was projections of some sort. I didn't know exactly how yeah. what was going on, but I knew he was bad at that point. Some so kind that, of hologram. Yeah, the hologram system. And I was like, yes, I figured it out before the bar scene. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, yay! <laughs> um, so I have one brain cell more than the guy that sat next to you the second time around. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, after that, um, they find out MJ and, and Peter go on, on a date. They find out Mysterio is the bad guy. Um, they have to stop him. So Nick Fury picks up Peter. They go into a warehouse. Mysterio traps him, basically tries to kill him, almost succeeds. Uh, now he tells fake Nick Fury that who knows, basically who knows. And now... Mysterio has to end all Peter and start an uh, Avengers-level event and the last battle. It's pretty awesome. All the holograms in this movie, I thought, were done really fantastic. They looked like something out of a comic book. Yeah, the all the action in that scene, in on the bridge scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. a bridge um, in the warehouse, like all that. Probably my favorite cinematic, like, experience in a spider-man movie yeah reminded me so much of the batman arkham games i haven't played those so yeah batman fights the scarecrow a lot okay um and just a lot of trippy scenes in which one in the first one second i think the first one okay i haven't played them in a while i think it's the second one second one no you're right it is the first one because yeah it's the first one it's the first one yeah so a lot of trippy scenes a lot of Things that look like other things. The spider eyes turning into the bunch of Mysterios. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I liked it. But even during those scenes, like the whole... When Spider-Man's like swinging around, it felt more like Spider-Man to me than any of the other films because he's he's having fun while doing it. I Not not actually having fun, but like he's like, oh, going up and he has all these like quips coming out and stuff. Yeah. And just... He's swinging, he's on fire, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Oh, that feels better when he goes in the water." And I didn't hear that. It, it felt it felt more like Spider-Man to me than it has in a, a while. In all the movies. Yeah. 
All right, plot's done. So let's get into the good of the movie. Who wants to start? <laughs> uh, yeah, the good was the special effects. Um, like you guys were saying, the the holograms were really well done. Uh, I noticed from most of the fight scenes, they were in like bright environments, like middle of the day. You know, there was no uh, well except for the fire elemental, which was at night. But the other ones were like very clear, um, which made it even more convincing that they weren't holograms. You're like, wow, that looks like real, and mm-hmm. you know, it was very clear that there was a big old monster and there was a lot of destruction. But uh, yeah, and and overall, like the the special effects, all the uh, CGI was pretty good. Um, well, everything besides the suit, which I think we'll talk about later. I didn't I didn't like like the CGI in the suit, or the Spider-Man suit, but yeah. Oh, me. Okay. Uh, uh, so I liked most of the characters. Uh, Spider-Man solidified as the best Spider-Man here. Uh, Mysterio, if not the best villain of this trilogy, are pretty high in the cinematic universe for Marvel's uh, villain list. Um, MJ was really solid. Uh, Everyone came together pretty well. I think better than uh, the first one they did pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the CGI, all the Mysterio holograms and, and dealing... I think Mysterio was presented more cinematic than the Vulture was. Yeah. But that's his character, so he should be like... He should be cinematic. He should be the biggest. Yeah, like he craziest. he comes in. I'm from a di- different dimension. Yeah. So. Like, so so I really enjoyed that and everything. Kind of, I, I think in this movie the humor worked a little bit better m- most of the time than than Homecoming. But uh, above above Homecoming in my opinion, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Albert. Yeah, I liked I liked the introduction of Mysterio, him coming in being almost a father figure, another role model since Spider-Man lost Iron Man. So I think that was, I think it was a good replacement up until the change. (laughs) And like, it still affected Peter. He's still going to try and do his best to be who he is and not try to be Iron Man instead. So I think that was good overall, like overarching plot for character, character development for him. Yeah, I like how they continue to develop Peter Parker. You, we still see that he is is just a teenager trying to be a superhero in mm-hmm. this this big world, and it because of it they put so much pressure on him, and you really you really feel that he's kind of caving into it because everyone's telling asking him if he's going to be the next Iron Man. Even even his best friend Ned is like. Oh, remember you. We're we're counting on you. You know, yeah. everyone's just putting so much, so much pressure. Even Nick Fury's like, and th- this is why I thought Nick Fury wasn't who he really was because he continued to be like, oh, maybe Tony Stark was wrong about you, and just I, I just like I like that. Yeah. And then they they do a good job. To me, they do a better job this movie of showing how intelligent he is, but how immature he is still because. Yeah. In the last movie, they just kind of in Homecoming, they just kind of tell you he's smart, but they don't really show it other than a few scenes at the beginning. But in this one, you really get the feeling that he could be the next like Tony Stark esque character for the Avengers. Yeah. Um, they 
the whole scene where he's building his new suit and you get that scene where where happy's like looking at him like he's he's tony you know yeah and it just kind of it, it kind of hits t- uh happy in the feels because he he misses his best friend and this is who his best friend uh entrusted the fate of the world with and yeah that's good yeah but then, 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 like I said, it also shows his immature side because with how they built his relationship with Tony Stark, to me, he should have known that the message that Tony left him with the glasses meant that you're the next. Yeah. Not you get to choose who the next Iron Man's going to be. And yeah, I think Tony Stark is not that, not that cryptic. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, but because of all the pressure that he's feeling, he tries to he tries to give it up to someone else. Mm-hmm. So, big mistake. It was a big mistake. Um, they could have done like you you don't get a hint of you get hints of here and there of Uncle Ben and his death, that but you don't get as like really. It doesn't focus on that. I think they could have really, if they planned it out right. Use Tony's death as a catalyst completely and, and write to Uncle Ben. Like, Uncle Ben be a part of his life still. Yeah. They could have done that. Done something different, but... Did you know. say Aquaman? That, and his death? No, Sorry. no. No, he oh, said okay. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Oh, okay. Uncle I think it's ben. just he's saying it. He's saying it so quickly oh, okay. that... Okay. Uncle Ben's <laughs> death. like, Aquaman's death. I didn't even... No, he's around. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly kind of glad that they have excluded Uncle Ben from these movies as much as they can, because we've we've seen the whole uh, with great power comes great responsibility stuff enough from yeah. the last two that I just I'm I just feel more refreshed seeing a new take on these characters and yeah I think I think yeah. Iron Man was Uncle Ben in this movie, right? Is that basically, what you're kind yeah. of saying? Basically, he could yeah. have done it without Uncle Ben at all yeah. in, in these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has a suitcase that has his initials anyway, so we're good. Yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's all the only need. illusion we have to Uncle Ben. That's <laughs> all I noticed. Any more good and tasty bits of this movie? Yeah, I think the plot twists in this movie were good. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, the Mysterio thing... Like, you know, you guys don't understand. Like, I was losing my mind because I was like, wait, is he really going to be the new Tony Stark when he gave Mysterio the glasses? Because, like, you look at the beard and I was like, I could kind of see him being a Tony Stark. But our mind was, like, going all over the place. It was so far-fetched. But that's how good they convinced you. Um, Going along with uh, Jesse's sip was, like, secrets and stuff. Like, they did a really good job doing all the different plot twists, like, Oh, we're gonna reveal this secret, or oh, this is, uh, you know, this is my secret. Uh, you know that the the movie was a good roller coaster where you didn't really know what was. I mean, even till the end, you didn't know what was going on. Like they, you know, do the the post credit scene, and you're like, wow, what the heck, this movie's done, and we're still being thrown plot twists. So, yeah. I think they did a good job on that. And I think, like, Mysterio could have been a good superhero. Like yeah, if he it, didn't turn all weird. If he if he was like that throughout, like that was his actual character. Yeah. He would have been a fantastic. He would have been an Iron Man style character. Yeah. Like he has tons of cool drones. He could yeah. use illusions to trick enemies and. Yeah. Yeah. It'd been really good. Exactly. 
This movie had another good quote too. Which I I love the the scene between Happy and Peter when Peter's like just gotten hit by a train and they pick him up and he's like crying because he's like I, I can't I can't be Iron Man and then Happy's like Happy has the line where he's like you're not Iron Man you're never going to be Iron Man nobody could live up to Tony not even Tony. Tony was my best friend. He was a mess. He second-guessed everything. Um, he second-guessed everything he did. He was all over the place. The one thing that he did that he didn't second-guess was picking you. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. Yeah. This this movie does... Both, both Spider-Man movies have done such a good job of like having those memorable like quotes that just kind of stick with you and help carry spider-man's character yeah yeah i think i spoke into the mic any good swing it not we're gonna go to the bad let's go to the bad okay any bad for you guys uh yeah the bad i don't know if this was intentional but uh kind of looking at the characters i don't know if it was just me but all the characters seem selfish like uh, the friend, what was his name? Ned. Ned. He seemed kind of selfish. Nick Fury was definitely selfish. Um, Which, not actually it, Nick, but yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Everyone just seemed like they wanted their interests to be served by Spider-Man. And I don't know, maybe they were using that as a forcing function for Peter Parker to like take responsibility, but... I just had that feeling amongst all the characters that they all had. Like, that's why Mysterio, I mean, he was probably the only... Well, actually, even then, he was kind of selfish because he was acting the whole thing out for his best interest. But, yeah, it was it was kind of weird um, how everyone put themselves above everyone else. I think it was definitely intentional. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. And that, that's what I was saying when, like, it just puts a lot of pressure on him. Mm-hmm. And it... It shows because he ends up breaking down towards the end, and he doesn't really feel like he can live up to all these expectations. And okay, yeah, I just wanted to confirm that with you guys if it was intentional, which then it makes it a good thing because I think it was a good plot device. Albert, uh, I mean, for being advanced AI, they can't really hit Peter for some reason, but spider sense. I mean, but it's literally hundreds of drones. One's definitely gonna get him. One. He, he was a kid a couple times, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, he could have gotten shot on the bridge at any time. I'm just... Yeah. A bunch of AI that can track where other drones are, but not where one person is, that can't change physics. You know, whatever. So... If if, if that's what you have to think of as bad, then, you know, it just shows no, how... No, 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 I'm... It's pretty good. I'm just... Yeah. That's... I was just being facetious there. I, I know, but that, that's what I'm saying, is, like, if that's the one thing you... That's could, not the only... Thing, I think. What's, what um, else? Come back to me. Come back to oh, me. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a plot twist. Um. Well then, for me, it's just like I said. Well, like I didn't say. Uh, the unnecessary characters. Yeah. I just. I feel that Brad and Mister Dell were just kind of pointless. Like they could have just been place markers, like some of the other side characters, and have been fine. Um. Besides the whole Edith thing, I don't really feel that Brad was useful towards the plot at all. Yeah. Or any character development. He's just kind of 
supposed to be the um, uh, male rival for MJ, but it, I just I never really really got that. I yeah they they could have combined combined Flash and Brad into one character instead and of Ned. two. And Ned. No no no, no he nope. needed a fr- no Peter oh. still needed a friend. I honestly I like even even though they kind of took away Ned's role in this movie. I like how they did it and I just I like his character. I I mean he I thought you were going to say babe, they gave him a <laughs> they gave him a reason to put so much pressure on on his on Peter yeah. by giving him a relationship. And that relationship is just it is funny to me because it's just how how it's portrayed for our generation and younger generations, you know, it's just like cell yeah. phone cell phone texting and yeah, it was a good commentary on that it yeah. was <laughs> i i don't know i i i prefer ned to to any other guy in the chair that has played with peter parker before or best friend like mm-hmm. i till just we get till we get harry if he's ever going to be introduced i don't well, think so i don't we'll, we'll talk about that harry um osborne, osborne, osborne yeah <clears throat> um anything else john Bad. Oh, and then, like like I said earlier, with Mister Mr. Dell's character, <laughs> all the useless characters. He's he's just take him out. Yeah, take him out. Don't give him any lines. When oh. in Rome, or when you're in Florence, your feet get wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, there was a lot of exposition that was really in your face in this movie. And I don't know how many times they literally said in this movie, "What's the plan?" So Peter Parker could say the plan. I was like. Really? We're going to go... Like, you're treating either treating him like a kid or you don't trust him, so he shouldn't be on this, this mission, or you're just spouting exposition for us. Yeah, so. you're treating the audience like a kid. Yeah, I was like, it, one of us is a kid. Uh, <laughs> the bar scene after uh, Edith is transferred to Mysterio, like, it, it's, it's a good plot twist, but he's literally going through his, like, plan and how it happened. I was like... Are we getting this for it's, reals? It's the villain, you know. But, but see, but see, I like it because it's comical. It is. It's done comical. And it gives you, it shows you previous characters. It shows you, like, where they came from and why they're all together. It would be worse if he was announcing it to a Peter Parker that's trapped in a room and he's giving it all away. But he's giving it... Like he's he's toasting. Yeah, he's he's giving it. Yeah. He's literally giving he's a toast, celebrating with his friends and his team. Team. So yeah, I think you definitely gotta watch that movie twice because it seemed pretty fast. Like they were going through each bad character, their backstory, how they related to Tony Stark. Um, which brings me to one of the bad things is maybe my personal preference of they should probably explain more of how Tony deemed uh, Beck as unstable. They just said, oh, he he's unstable, you're fired. Like, did they, they really they didn't give any example of how he was unstable or any examples? You see it throughout the movie. Yeah, throughout uh, the movie, but like, but like in the past, like, what did he do to get on Tony's he, bad side? To like, yeah, to get fired. Yeah, to get fired. I don't know. I just wish they would have developed more of the uh, villain side of Mysterio, because they did such a good do- job on the good side <laughs> of convincing us he's a good guy, but then uh, I think they needed more development on why was 
uh, Quinn back, uh, you know, bad guy. Yeah, why he got there in the first place. Yeah, exactly. In this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I agree with that because they did do such a good job of showing his his good side, so to speak. But other than telling you he's unstable, he almost shot all his crew in the head when. Well, he, he goes. He he lashes out. He goes. No one wants a bullet in their head. No, right? He's, he's about to I play. mean, but that's 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 the after, after they, they screwed up. Why does Tony actually fire him? Other than pushing this, he named his life's work Barf. That would be a really big insult. I would have been like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Like, well, but that that sounds like he quit instead of Tony firing him. Yeah, I don't I don't know what reason behind it, but yeah. I'm pre- I I could see his un- instability throughout the movie. Oh yeah, we can see. Yeah, yeah, they showed us that. Yeah, but Orlando's asking about what happened before. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and and I actually have a question for this <gasps> after. Yeah. But we won't know until we see further movies. Okay. I will be. I, I think it's a bad thing if they kill him off, like officially kill him off. Mysterio. Yes. Oh, why? Because he's he could still develop as a character, and he he can be an even worse villain than what we've seen in this movie. And I'm just I'm so tired of Marvel putting these great villains in and then killing them off the only one that they've kept so far has been the vulture scorpion he we, we don't know if he's a villain yet he's a post-credit scene right well we don't know if he how he's gonna be the scorpion but so we exactly we don't we don't know if he's gonna be a good villain maybe he's a he's a flop maybe yeah but with mysterio killmonger um thanos they they just they kill him off, and it, it's just kind of it's disheartening because at some point, if they continue doing these movies, they're gonna need some some villains to show up again. Yeah, but the thing about Mysterio is he he's tricky. He's a tricky bastard, See, and that, that's why that's why I'm not really sure if he's dead. I'm and not sure either. That's why it's not really a bad thing until we know for sure. Yeah, holograms and holograms, because. The question Peter asked Edith is what I'm seeing real Yeah. instead of confirming is he dead Yeah. leaves it open for debate. Yeah. He's got to pick his lines. Yeah, he does. Execute the ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and then another bad thing is that um, the glasses, they he transferred them over and he confirmed. How does he get to use them like without them transferred back? Maybe he's granting authorization instead of just transferring that's rights. Thinking, yeah, that's how I was Permission thinking. rights. Yeah, okay. Maybe he's still an admin level. So. But yeah, that gives a lot of time for uh, Mysterio's team to put some kind of back doors into Tony Stark's technology. Like, that whole time, you know, I mean, they were, you know, reverse engineering a lot of stuff or accessing yeah. the whole thing, so... I wouldn't be surprised if they put in some stuff before Mysterio got, you know, killed. But uh, definitely could bring him back. Well, the thing is, is we don't really see him getting shot either. Like, the thing that got shot and was up was a hologram. I think he really got shot right there. From a drone. From a drone. I think he really got shot. Um, and then at that point, he kind of 
switched with a hologram, and so he was he was shot right there, um, and then he tried to shoot Peter at, at the end, but I think he was shot. I think it was real. I I think he was shot, but we I don't think he's he, dead. Yeah, I, don't I hope he's not dead either. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple things that kind of just point to if he's really dead or not. Yeah. Do you have anything bad to add? Um, yeah, you said come back to you. I was yeah, I was gonna, I was trying to think of it again, but yeah, mo- like the side characters, they could combine some of the roles, or have them more in the background. But they they needed Ned in the movie, but I guess it Maybe it adds more. pressure to Peter in different ways. Yeah. With him in the movie, but I think it could have been done better. I think so too. He's Ned Leeds, so he's possibly gonna become the Hobgoblin in the future. So. Yeah, he might have another best friend becoming a goblin-like character. So. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe Peter Parker screws him over hard somehow. Takes his girlfriend. Takes <laughs> takes the other girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else? I don't have anything bad. One more bad thing: the uh, Iron Spider suit in the beginning. I thought that was like a fake, just made up suit that was it bad CGI. poorly done yeah oh, oh yeah i thought that i was like wait is that a joke or is that really peter parker or is that just someone dressed up as a really bad cosplay yeah it, that did not look good at all and then they didn't do it justice with putting it in the room with all those people crowded around him it, it just that scene maybe that it was purposely done but it it felt kind of like comic-ish where we see those scenes where they have like the, the all the reporters around yeah. and yeah. They, that's just kind of how it looked to me but it looked really bad i think it was because they're in a dim auditorium but his suit is very bright so it was bad lighting yeah on behalf of the cgi team yeah not consistent all right we're going to go into tea time we're getting fancy and and uh it's more sophisticated with our questions about the movie uh, so let's uh, talk about uh, some questions. Anyone want to go first? I got a bunch of questions, but uh, you, do you have one? No, I was gonna say start it off. Uh, well, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll ask mine. Okay. Um, so we saw the mid-credit scene where uh, J. Jonah Jameson revealed who Spider-Man was and to be yep. the bad guy, quote unquote. Yep. Um. Do you think they're gonna use this as the exit of Spider-Man from the MCU? Um, back to Sony, like leading up to the death of Peter Parker, or do you think they are using it to establish him as the next main character of the MCU, like Iron Man was? Because we can all agree Iron Man was the main focus in the first three phases, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You? Yeah, I think um, it. My opinion is it might be the way Iron Man one ended was like i am iron man and so this is kind of like i am spider-man peter parker spider-man i mean that's i don't know we'll see that's up to peter parker to decide whether or not he wants that to be his uh intro call but do you guys think it's going to be their way of he's not exiting you don't don't think he's leaving sony they're leaving back to sony they were go renegotiating his contract i'm pretty sure like these movies have been really good and sony's probably making a lot of money and they, if they if they go back to just doing Sony and they mess up, like it's not gonna be good for Spider-Man. I I, I figure after this, if, let's just say they go back to Sony, they mess up, no one's gonna go see Spider-Man like they used to. I'll go see it. 
Well, but I don't. I think people are gonna watch it anyways. This is the third reboot of Spider-Man. Yeah. So people are gonna watch it anyways. I don't know. I think. I mean, if they keep it under Marvel, they're gonna watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel's doing a way better job. So you guys think they're gonna establish Spider-Man as the next? Yeah. He's definitely gonna be a big hitter in the MCU. Tom Holland's gonna make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> For as long as he wants to do it. Yeah. He's gonna make a lot of money anyways. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Question one. And then I have the whole: Is Mysterio dead or is it a fake death? Too. I got that one too. We can go to that one. Is Mysterio oh, yeah, dead? Kinda, I mean, we kind of talked about. We kind of talked about it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't think so because, well, there's other. I mean, maybe not for maybe for now he's dead, but there's other villains that they can use. So I don't. I don't think he's dead. Yeah. I think it was. Like I like I said, I think with the glasses, it was just like really tricky question that he asked, and so is Mysterio dead or is Quentin Beck dead? Because anyone could be Mysterio. Right. Uh, Quint- I don't think Quentin Beck. I don't dead. think Quentin Beck's okay. dead. Okay. Um. So po- I was just gonna ask, what do you guys thought about the post-credit scenes? We talked about one of them already, and uh, I spoiled. I looked at the cast before the movie. And I saw J.K. Simmons under it, and I was like, and then my brother asked me, what's going to be the post credit scene? I was like, I haven't seen J.K. Simmons, so I know that's got to be one of them. So yep. uh, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was cool. His identity is now spoiled for everyone. Um, the second post credit scene where we find out Nick Fury is a scroll, or te- he's Talos. And yep. How long has he been Nick Fury? I've I've been watching videos on this and there's some videos that like are crazy because the whole Captain Marvel scene where they talk about him not eating diagonal, diagonal cup and he <laughs> ate a, a sandwich or something and in, uh, Age of Ultron with diagonal cup yeah yeah so so I, I <laughs> they they could say he's been Talos for a while so. or it's been inconsistent so yeah. who knows so. yeah they could have switched back and forth um. I honestly, I honestly think it's just been recent. I don't think it's been. They confirmed it was at the start of this movie, but yeah, the director did. He's like, it, it's only been at the start of this movie. Everything else has been Nick Fury. So, I guess he just forgot he didn't like Diagonal Toast, or he liked Diagonal Toast after a while. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> who knew Spider-Man's identity before the mid-credit scene? The characters? Yeah, out of the characters. Who knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man before the mid-credit? Uh, MJ? Ned? Mysterio? May. May? Uh, obviously all like the super uh, hero and all the S.H.I.E.L.D. people, whatever you want to call it, S.H.I.E.L.D. Brad. Does Brad know? I don't know. I'm just joking. <laughs> Fuck Brad. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I'm pretty the sure... the point of the movie. Some of... Some of the char- some of the friends besides MJ and Ned know he's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Did you, so when uh, Flash Thompson's talking to their friends, he goes, "Oh, that's no, he's no Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man would d- take care of this easily." He doesn't know. You don't you don't think so? He would totally. He uh, he winks after he says, "Like, oh, Spider-Man's the best." So hey, Dickwad, like, and he winks at Peter. Like, I don't know why would you wink at him. When you say that, I, I didn't see that wink. So okay. I, I did. Okay. I just I was like, why would he wink at Peter? Like, hey, Dick Wad. Like, he's playing the like he 
he's hates him or something. I was like, huh? Or is it just a weird twitch like me? Or if he, or is he just like a jerk and you know like when he's you just like a fake bully or something? When you pick on someone, and you wink at him like like yeah. I'm kidding with you kind of deal or something. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I just I was just thinking like maybe, like he was know. saying oh Spider Man's my role model to be a better person yeah. and then he pretends to be a dick. oh yeah yeah maybe. there you go there you go thank you that's uh, the context of that okay. conversation I guess okay. that that's better that's okay better. <laughs> that's a better explanation than mine I appreciate it why does Spider Man lose his spider sense I was the, never a bully so in the movie I think from I, the pressure pressure okay in the Pre- stress pre- stress of losing Iron Man yeah I didn't know if it was because he was in love or something, and that messed with his spider sense. But no, I think I, it's the pressure. I think he's just under a lot of stress in in, in the early parts of this movie and teenage hormones. Teenage hormones. <laughs> <is that? laughs> pressure can do a lot to people. Mentally. May I'm shooting web from my web shooter. <laughs> Peter Tingle. <laughs> from his Peter. <laughs> I, I I love how they call it the Peter Tingle. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, my brother was saying, did they did Sony um, copyright Spidey Sense, so they can't even use that phrase? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they but could. As a joke. Yeah. He was saying. Um, I got two more questions, unless you guys want to go. You have no any, any questions? No. No? Where do you think this third film is going? Like, who's, who's going to be the next villain? And what will you title this next film? Where I want the third film to go is to finally set up Spider-Man as his own hero. Let's get him off of Tony Stark's, you know, let, let's get him off the, the Avengers nipple because it just seems like these last two movies he was so stuck on, uh, you know, Tony Stark and Iron Man. I mean, even this movie kind of seemed like Iron Man 3 because in Iron Man 3... Um, uh, who was the main bad guy? Mandarin? Yeah. He wasn't really, like... He was also a fake. So then you see Mysterio, who's also a fake. It's like, wow, man, they're just following the same thing. Uh, I know they were trying to make it cool by by uh, putting um, that scene where Peter Parker's configuring his suit. But I kind of want more, like, Spider-Man original uh, content rather than Tony Stark type stuff i think that's where they're going but with the timing of these first two films they've been around like avenger type movies um Um, we with homecoming we just see spider-man coming back from civil war and then with this they're just showing the after effects of endgame still like this is like like mar or like uh kevin feige has said this is the last film in the infinity saga so i think going forward we'll start to see Peter Parker establish himself more as a his own superhero. Yeah. I think yeah. he's finally come to terms with who he is as a person, and we'll start to see him grow more into um, an end of, like more more as an adult type of hero. Because yeah. right now he is a kid, and as kids we always wanted to like be a, like live up to our role models and be be who our role models were, yeah. and. That's that's kind of what these first two movies were establishing, and now going forward, if he does stay with the MCU, I think we'll see him start to establish himself more as a person. Yeah, I I, I think it's gonna be hard for Peter right now to not get off of the Avengers, <laughs> T, because yeah. he doesn't have the 
technology himself. He's not rich. Yeah. So he's gonna if he wants to have any fancy suits, mm-hmm. he's gonna have to stick with them. Yeah. But I, I think they definitely prepared him for this next or if there's a next movie. Yeah. Because I'm glad they gave him back his spider sense because like that last scene where he was going through all the holograms and like you know that was definitely like Spider-Man action there. Yep. And I hope in this next movie it's like all Peter Parker, all Spider-Man, just kind of, you know, his own deal. I don't know what the title would be. Isn't, yeah. isn't, there's still, on this current deal, there's still one more solo movie, right? There's, yeah. Because I, I get so confused watching YouTube videos because they say this is the last one, but it was supposed to be three solo, three uh, side role type character, like movies. So it, there's still supposed to be one more. Yeah. Um, For the villain, sorry. Yeah, for the villains, I think it's going to be at least two to four villains for the next movie being coming together to fight him because now everyone knows his identity. I yeah. honestly want them... I think this is the movie, this next one, is going to be the movie where they bring back a key, like a, a one of the more known Spider-Man... Iconic villains. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's either going to be Doc Ock or... Um, the Green Goblin. No. <laughs> okay. I think I think it's time. I think they've established themselves away from the Sony movies, to where uh, we've seen we've seen villains that we haven't seen before. I think it's time to go back to an iconic villain. Okay. What would you prefer out of those? I think Doc Ock because we would have seen Oscorp. Somewhere in the movie, and we haven't at all. And they're supposed to be a huge company. Yeah. I also agree with Doc Ock. Um, I I think since we've seen Green Goblin in both of the Sony series, yeah, and we've only seen Doc Ock in the first one, the first uh, Spider-Man 2, Same right? Me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that the they're more likely to use him than Green Goblin. Um. And just like Albert said, we haven't really seen Oscorp, but that doesn't mean we won't see Oscorp. I agree. Um, if, if they do restructure a deal, I think we'll see Oscorp more in uh, going forward. In Marvel stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, Norman Osborn bought the Avengers Tower and not... Yeah. yeah. Or, or Oscorp comes, rises up as it more competition against Stark, Stark, Stark Industries because Stark's not there anymore. Yep. Oh, that's a good point too. Or yeah, they buy out Stark Industries. I don't know, and they ooh, that's a good take twist. over. That's a good twist. And now it's Oscorp Industries. I don't know. Ooh, I like it. What about Venom? That, yeah, Venom? that would be a good way to just bring in supernatural stuff or space stuff in. Yeah. I think, I think what's the the hard part about Vin, uh, Venom is, is that most fans liked the Venom movie. That it's gonna cost a lot of money for uh, Marvel and Disney to get those rights. I think if we were to see Venom, that they should just straight up buy Spider-Man. And are you saying money is a problem for Disney? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm but, just kidding. I'm just kidding. But at some point, at some point, you gotta weigh your costs to your to your um, profit. Profit. Thank you. <laughs> And I, I think with Spider-Man and Venom, it's going to cost a lot. And they only make stuff based on the toys, right? The the merchandise. Marvel? Yeah. 
I I don't think they make money off of the movies. I don't. They gotta have some deal going on. Like if I don't. They're putting I don't really money know. in. They. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? So we get an answer from Albert about where this third movie's going. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. A couple villains teaming up together. Oh yeah, yeah. So or you, or something like um, Doctor Octopus. Okay. For something someone bigger. So yeah. I think it's I think it's too soon to do Sinister Six. I I think. Where you guys are going, Doc Ock. Doc Ock is the leader of the Sinister Six in most iterations. So you bring in Doc Ock, you introduce a, maybe another villain on the side. Uh, you have the Vulture, mm-hmm. you have Mysterio, you have the Scorpion that will be maybe introduced again. Um, I don't know about Shocker. Shocker, Shocker yeah, we do have Shocker maybe. still. Yeah. Um, Tinker, I don't care. For a second, I thought Sandman was in the movie when so, I saw the Earth Elemental. Technically, so. <laughs> technically they can read, they can write out Sandman. Yeah. They can write out Hydro Man. They can write out. They've taken care of those is like that style of character already. So, you've seen a Sandman like character already. Yeah. You've seen a Hydro Man like character. You've seen the Multiman like character. So they've done that already. So. They don't need to bring them in. I no, I, I agree. I just first yeah. like in the beginning of the movie's like, it, what is Sandman in the movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't think. I mean, if you tech, if you want to get technical about it, you could bring in Sandman as a hologram. Mm-hmm. You could bring in Mysterio. So you have like four or five villains right there with Doc Ock, but I don't know who else you would bring. Like Electro, do that over again. I don't think they're gonna touch Electro for a while. But I, I think they're building up to a Sinister Six for sure. The homecoming end credit or post credit scene hinted towards that. Like I have friends and yeah. whatnot. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can see if Prowler is in too because he uh, got hinted. Yeah, yeah we already seen, seen Prowler. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. They could do that. I can see Donald Glover as a villain too. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. He he melted. He got his ice cream melted. He's mad at Spider Man for melting his ice cream. Yeah, he he got stuck on next yeah. to his car for two hours. Yeah, I got ice cream in here. So it, that's the that's the whole. If you thought it was for his nephew's birthday, it, you, you thought Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought Mysterio's plot twist of naming it Barf was ridiculous, so we're gonna give you melted ice cream Prowler Man. So. <laughs> melted ice cream Prowler Man. <laughs> <laughs> I I like I said I just think it's too soon for a Sinister Six. Um, but I think if they do restructure a deal, I think we will see it pretty soon. Yeah. Going forward. As a multi-movie, maybe? No. Just one movie. Just one movie. Yeah. Non-stop action. Three hours long. Make it four hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was too much. <laughs> Anything else, you guys? Nah, I'm good. Alrighty. Uh, subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, subscribe, like, share where you can, comment what you thought about this movie. Uh, I kind of want to do if you if you rate our podcast five stars, um, we can we'll read your comment on our uh, our podcast. And if you do it enough, maybe you'll shape what we go see. Like. Uh, if you want to see a certain movie, we'll do that next week or whatnot. So we'll leave it up to you guys what you want to do. No scary movies, please. Scary movies, please. I want to see these guys <laughs> peeing in their pants. Do you like scary movies, Orlando? Yes, I do. Oh, and yeah, does. I think we should uh, we should add scary movies to the list. We, we need to add scary movies to this to this list. I think so. Just just <laughs> one. Just to experience the first 
Pop your scary movie cherry. That's what we're looking All right. for. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I stopped watching after the grudge. So there we go. <laughs> this this is Legendary Sit Podcast. Join us next time for Neon Genesis Evangelion. Will this be the legendary sip that we've been looking for?